Hey, listen. Welcome to the Hey Listen Gamescast. My name is Jeffrey Morse. This is episode 47. Only three away from episode 50. Hope you guys are excited. We got some fun stuff planned for the big episode 50. With me here today, Nathan Wagner. How's it going? Hello. It is going well. I am here. I, I just gave Nathan some M&M's, so he may be a little hyped up on sugar right now. So oh. I take more than a little, my friend. More than a little. I take partial responsibility for anything he says. Um, also joining us today, Rob Douglas. What's up, Rob? Not much. I didn't realize that we were going to do this episode while Nathan was on sugar, so I think I'm going to go now. What? <laughs> Rob, you love me. Just on kidding. Sugar. Just kidding. <laughs> I cannot say that I have never given Nathan sugar before just for the fun of it. <laughs> Anyways, oh, back to video games. We're going to be talking about. Um, some news that came out this week. Uh, we learned a little bit more about Sonic Forces and some sports games and uh, possibly a new Nintendo mobile game. Um, and then we will also be talking about our favorite sports video games of all time. And no, NBA, 2K, whatever is not the best basketball game of all time. I'll tell you what the real best one is later in the show, guys. I will take <laughs> NBA Live then. The most recent edition. That was just so good. <laughs> that one, like... Bombs so bad that yeah, like they did. refuse to make any more NBA lives yeah. now. It's coming back this fall. Oh really? Yeah. No, it is coming back It'll this fall. Probably be horrible again. <laughs> it will be. Most the likely. EA the EA uh, suicide highway to hell train. Yeah, it, continues if you're going, to ride. If you're going to make a EA, realistic NBA, here's what, stand, here's what you EA should do. Can't compete. Right they should now. hire the Monstars to steal <laughs> the 2K powers and bring them to NBA. Live. Carry around a basketball around exactly. the 2K studio and have everyone touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's enough uh, Space Jam references uh, for now. Um, for news, um, like I said, Sonic's Forces, um, the new 3D. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog game coming out on all major platforms this fall. Not to be confused with Sonic Mania, which is kind of the 2D Sega Genesis-esque Sonic game coming out. Um, They announced the third playable character. They've been hinting towards there being another character. There's modern Sonic, there's classic Sonic, and there's also your own original character that you can create yourself. Um, And so they released a short video today. um, Basically shows you can choose what type of animal it is. Like it's a wolf, a bird, bear, like all these different types of little Sonic world type animals. And all of them have slightly different powers. You can customize the color of the fur, the outfits, um, you know, glasses, hats, accessories, all that kind of stuff. I already know the name of my character. Oh, really? The Cholulu. It has finally (laughs) evolved from... My Sonic, Sonic Adventure, Adventure 2, 2 Chow Garden, Chow Garden <laughs> and evolved fully into 3D Sonic characters. Well, this is the thing. All of your fan favorite Sonic the Hedgehog characters from DeviantArt and Tumblr. Oh, no. I didn't even think <laughs> oh, about that. Are now going to come to life no. in this game. Um, I just I just feel like this is... I mean, I can see why they're doing it. It feels sort of as they're... They're big, desperate, like, hey, guys, we're still relevant. But, I mean, I am, I, I actually am looking forward to creating the most grotesque Bizarre. abomination on the, in just the whole universe, just because I can, I can. 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> of course. There, it goes back to anytime you give the player freedom, there's people who are going to spend just, like three hours customizing like their perfect little character to get just the way yep. they want to look at it. And there's people like you, Rob, who are just going to make an abomination. I remember that's how it was with the me channel. Like, I, I would make, you know, me for myself and my friends. But every other me I made for the most part was just the weirdest abomination, grotesque looking mutant creatures that I could. So, it's got to be. Yeah, that, I'll, I'll probably go that, that same route in, in Sonic Forces. But I don't well, know. Then like, again. I grew up reading the Sonic the Hedgehog comics, so I like know all the secondary Sonic oh, characters, gosh. and so I don't know. I might get really nostalgic and like make try to remake some of those characters or something. I wonder I if you'll know. be able to like. I share remember your watching the TV show like that. It, you wonder if you'll be able to share it? Yeah, like oh, if yeah. you can upload it. Oh and yeah, probably. Other people can download it or something like that, or at least see it. Maybe yeah. I, I don't think they announced that today, but I think that no, would, I that mean, would be pretty cool. Yeah, be... I mean, there's there's so many <clears> fan. Sonic character creations on the internet. I actually think it's kind of cool. They're it seems like they're listening a little bit to like you know fan feedback on you know the last like you know take Sonic Boom for example. They're distancing themselves from what happened there on the Wii U, and they're kind of going back to what was a little more successful with Sonic Colors, Sonic Generations, yeah. and they're letting you choose your own character if you would like to. And so um, I think I think it's a smart move. I, I think it could be cool. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think you know kids for the most part will probably probably have fun with it so yeah it's a we'll nice move. i mean it's a risky move um and i think it will pay off for them i i think it's a i think overall it's a good idea but you gotta we gotta weigh it with what is the content of the actual game itself and so we'll see like if to the rest of game, it lives up to it yeah to make this game good all they need to do is make the person who manages their sonic the hedgehog twitter account write the entire <laughs> game yes. and i will totally buy it because that Twitter account is hilarious. It is probably one of the best video game character Twitter accounts of all time. Of all time, I tell you. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it looks interesting. Let us know what you think about Sonic Forces, letting you create your own original character. Yes, finally, your own fanfic Sonic can be Sonic the Hedgehog official canon now. So um, let us know what you think about that. Moving on, um, Rob, I'll let you tackle this next new segment. Oh, man. Okay. So this one's just kind of I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this one really quickly and I'll because I'm not a huge fan of this person. Uh, <laughs> NFL Madden, eighteen just announced that Tom Brady will be the cover sports or the cover cover player for this next Madden edition. And um, How I'm has really Tom Brady that, not been a cover star like after I have no idea. That was like because my second thought whole, after I heard this because he has a whole group of PR guys who basically sit there and say, oh maybe the curse is real. Oh yeah, the Madden did you guys curse. see? He At this point, he did doesn't a video. care. Man. Did you Dude, see the video he did? He released a video basically saying like the Madden curse isn't real, and he broke a mirror and what? went under a ladder under it and was like, <laughs> "The hilarious. curse is not." It was so funny. That, There's another really one funny. where they lock him in a bubble, and he goes no. to his press conference. Yeah, there was one. He goes to he, they lock him in a bubble, and he goes to <laughs> to his like staff, and they're like, "Guys, we've been making." Like I'm Tom Brady, I'm going to be playing till I'm 75. I don't need the bubble. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. That, so. Well, wasn't wasn't his teammate on? Oh uh, yeah, Gronk, the Patriots Gronk, tight end, who, was on the cover who, last uh, year, and he had his worst year ever and was out for more than oh, half wow. the season. It's maybe the curse. Hurt his hamstring early in the season and then got his back broken that's... or like I mean he got destroyed. Well, as far it as was I can awful. remember, I don't think they've ever done back-to-back players on the same team no i don't either like i was no, really, actually, i true. wasn't surprised but i was like oh they have two patriots in a row but yeah. he led the greatest comeback of all time so it makes sense yeah, it makes and sense. they're also calling the early edition the goat edition 
which NFL, this is an NFL podcast, so we're not going to debate about that. But, <laughs> you know, as a 49ers fan, I, you should take offense to that, Jeff. Uh, yeah, a little bit, but I don't know. We're, 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 we, we don't need to get into that, like you yes. said. <laughs> we're not a sports podcast. That, that's uh, next week's hey, uh, podcast. Just, hey, this is the sports episode, right? It is a sports episode. So, that's true. But the only uh, video game, real life sports character we're allowed to talk about is Bo Jackson because he's OP. So, Oh, yeah, um, true. Moving on. Ubisoft, Ubisoft, however you want to say it, announced that Far Cry 5, Crew 2, a new South Park, and a new Assassin's Creed game are all due out before the end of the fiscal year, which would be the end of March of 2018. So I don't think this is really surprising to me personally. No. Um, there was I'll- leaks of the Far Cry game, leaks of the Assassin's Creed, obviously. The South Park game is already announced. Um, and the crew, I think the crew two is probably the biggest surprise, simply because it's not a huge franchise. That's when did the normally when did like the, first the original out. one came out two thousand either fourteen or fifteen, I forget which. Okay. Yeah, so 15, it's been a few years. But they said yeah. they have they had like twelve million unique players in the crew, so oh, wow. it ended up that's like pretty good. It came out and it didn't do very well, and then they kind of updated it and it got a lot better. Apparently, yeah, it did so. really well overall. I think it just wasn't. <laughs> it's not as huge of a hype train fan. Uh, fan train as like far cry and assassin's creed so i think this one i that like you said i wasn't surprised by far cry 5 i'm not surprised i mean we already knew about the assassin's creed game a year ago (laughs) and south park's already been announced but the crew 2 did surprise me actually that was the one that that was the only one that really shocked me is like oh hey they're actually making a second one of that well yeah and i i think especially for far cry i think it's great that they're putting a new one out because Far Cry 4 came out around the kind of the early year to uh, you know the PS4 it was the Xbox year after One. They, the yeah. console launched. So it, it was still pretty close to the launch of the new systems. Um, but then they made Far Cry Primal, which I heard was okay, but it, it's almost kind of felt like a reskin of Far Cry 4. Like you know they just the map kind of, was kind of similar. Yeah, it mm-hmm. almost kind of felt like a Blood Dragon, almost like a yeah. DLC or an expansion to Far Cry 4. So I'm excited to see what they do with the next Far Cry. Hopefully. They do something a little bit different, but make it all expansive new experience. So um, those games are always fun to mess around in. I know, I know you there's got a Far rumor. Cry Four. Yeah, right Far Cry Four. It's a lot of fun to mess around. Like like you said, like there's a lot of different vehicles you can um, control, and it's fun kind of just going around the map and goofing off. And there was a animals. rumor that uh, Far Cry Five might be Western. Yeah. Um, so because there was a crew that. that shot like a trailer or something out in middle in of nowhere. My and, home state. Montana. Yeah, Falls, Montana. Montana. It was like out like I read it because it was in Montana. It was in the local newspaper. Yeah, it was literally <laughs> noticed. Us. It was literally reported by the Great Falls Tribune, which is this <laughs> local Montana newspaper. Reported that some video game company was out like shooting a live action scene, and somebody told them it was for a prominent worldwide video game franchise known wow. something or other. And yeah, I'd be down for a Western the, the guy ride. who who was doing with it has been really associated with Ubisoft, I guess. So gotcha. that's well, that makes where sense. the rumor that's, came that's from. The big, that's a big rumor right now is that it's going to be Western, but I would love we'll that. find out probably before March 31st, 2018. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Next news piece. Um, Square Enix has split from IO. Is that how you say that? Um, yeah. It, I, I don't remember what it stands for, but they're basically the guys who do Hitman. Okay. They did the last big Hitman game, which was a pretty big success. A lot of people really liked that one, but um, was that the Square one that Enix was like episodic? It was episodic, yeah. And then they, I yeah, think yeah. At the beginning of this year, it was released as a complete as package. A package. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was a huge success, but 
basically this means there are no Hitman games for the current future, at least through Square Enix. We'll see if IO gets picked up by another. I don't know if that's like interactive operations or whatever that is. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the actual name is. I don't know. Every single website I read said it was just IO, and so I was kind of baffled by who it was. <laughs> I'm sure someone in the comments can probably correct us, but <laughs> well, I think I think the the main main news that you know kind of has to do with this, not with Square Enix, but. Um, Bioware also announced this week that they're kind of restructuring their internal studios and that they're kind of going to place Mass Effect on hold for right now, maybe just put it up on the shelf for a few years. And I think, personally, this is a, is a great thing. I know, Rob, you, you know, good friend of the show, um, Sir Mr. Fields, you guys have both really enjoyed Andromeda, and you guys are pretty big Mass Effect fans. Um, but just with some of the some of the issues it had, and, you know, it maybe wasn't quite quite the game, um, that everyone was maybe hoping it was, you know, like the original Mass Effect or Mass Effect 2. Yeah. Um, I think this is great because the development will probably just stay on that shelf until Bioware's main development team, who had made the previous Mass Effects, will free up again in a few years, and then they can take another shot at returning to Mass Effect rather than it being developed by their B team, like we talked about previously yeah. on the show. So I think this when, is great, and I, I'm fine with that. When the the nice thing about Bioware right now, most of the guys who were working on Mass Effect and Andromeda had already been shuffled out. It's a Bioware Montreal is a company is the studio, and most of them had already been shuffled out. Uh, some of them had been split off for Bioware's new IP, which we don't even know what that is. Which hopefully that gets announced at E3 this year. But then the rest of them actually got shuffled over to another big EA game that's coming out. That's also a space epic type game, Battlefront Two. Ooh. So they already have all the space warfare sci-fi type experience from Mass Effect Andromeda so they all mm-hmm. got shifted over to that which is another big space gotcha. sci-fi type one and so it's basically they're like I think it's just a, the restructure might be more of well we need more people on these other projects for sure. now and we'll come back to Mass Effect after that well and Visceral who's helping with Star Wars Battlefront 2 they're also working on an independent Star Wars game that's like a third person action game Oh with, yeah, yeah. Uh, Amy Hennig, who's the creator of Uncharted, so they might end up helping with that after Battlefront Two comes out. So we'll see what happens. I'm just, I'm glad glad they're restructuring, put those people to work there, like they're not losing their jobs or anything. Yeah, that's, for sure. That's, yeah, that's always yeah. sad. So it's it's good to see they're they're going to be working on some other probably sounds like some pretty big games and IPs still. So, um, anyways, last news piece. There were some rumors that came out this week that um, Zelda. Um, is getting a mobile game soon, and that is in development by Nintendo now, and supposedly is going to be um, the next game released after the Animal Crossing mobile game that had already been announced mm-hmm. over a year ago that Nintendo has said is coming, but we haven't really seen anything. But, you know, their last mobile game, Fire Emblem Heroes, is any indication. I think that launched about a week or two after kind of they formally unveiled it. Like, it was a pretty pretty quick, quick window after they Yeah, they had announced, announced it, but it. they didn't tell us anything about the game, and then, like, they told us, and it, like you said, it was like through two, three weeks or yeah, something like that. Yeah, didn't have to wait too long after they kind of unveiled it. So I feel like Animal Crossing to be a similar thing this summer or fall, whenever it comes, they'll kind of say, "Oh, look, there's Animal Crossing," and download it, you know, in a month. They'll or go something. hand in hand with the Animal Crossing Switch game they're going to announce at E3. My hopes and dreams. It, it, it makes sense, right? I hope sense. so. That'd but, be great. Um, but anyways, let, let's talk. What do you guys think uh, a Zelda mobile game will be like? Do you think it'll be kind of you know uh, like a Mario? While I run, just a simple one one touch game. I mean, I feel like Zelda fans would be mad it'll if they did be, that. It'll <laughs> definitely be something that's 
easy to control that doesn't take a ton of input controls like we've Most seen Nintendo has tons of buttons. Yeah, and Nintendo has mm-hmm. been thinking we've seen from what they've put out so far that they're thinking about the mobile platform and trying to design games that are easy to use and play for people on that platform. They don't want to put in like buttons over your screen or something like that. Like like I'm, I'm impressed how well Mario Run controlled yeah, in, as well as Fire Emblem Heroes. Like Fire Emblem's a very big complex franchise. And shrinking that down into a mobile game that makes sense and there's not too many things on the screen and controls pretty well. Like I was pretty impressed with that. So I'm sure they'll do a good job porting whatever it is. I'm just wondering like what what do you guys think the gameplay is gonna be like? Just, I was just kinda give, thinking give maybe drink. this this is kinda maybe this is a little off and I don't know if this would even work, but Maybe like, you know, kind of like uh, Fruit Ninja, almost like that type of like you're using your finger to swipe and use the sword sort of thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're still going through a world. It's almost like you're doing, you know, you're walking along and you're using your finger to swipe and do the sword. If you flick a certain way, you can throw the boomerang or shoot an arrow or stuff like almost like, you know, like kind of that Infinity first, Blade so or something like, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like the Nintendo Land Zelda mini game from Nintendo Land or something along those lines. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're yes. kind of automatically moving like, for you. It was like automatic moving. You just kind of swung or shot. There were different levels you like, went through. I could almost I could almost see him doing something like that because that would be easy controls, but it might be a little simple on the IP story-wise, but I don't know. I mean, that would they, be kind of... I could see them doing something like a multiplayer thing. Ooh. Maybe like Triforce Heroes or... Not that complicated, but or forward swords, but something maybe like two players or something like that, and it would control maybe like the DS games with touch and Mm -hmm. where you swing around to swing your sword. Yeah, I was actually your finger around like because they have made those two touch games for DS, and and I I was pretty Mm -hmm. satisfied with the touch controls in those. And you know, the DS screens are tinier than an iPhone or Android screen nowadays. Yeah, yeah, those worked well. I mean. Uh, a finger can kind of block the screen, I guess. So you you kind of run into that problem. Yeah, your, your finger's okay. a lot bigger, but um, I think they could do some simple simple puzzles. And I think some, like you said, like a a multiplayer or even just almost kind of like a speed run type game where you just try to quickly get through the challenges as as fast as sure. you can. I think that would be really fun. Yeah, as well. like small dungeons or small challenges or something. I like that. what uh, Matt B just said in the comments. He said, "I like it if it controlled like the DS games and had you playing like independent mini dungeons that could be released over time." Exactly. Yeah. So like you well, know, like dungeons get released and you get a, you got new moves or something or the the old moves and you try and solve them with those moves. Yeah, and that's how uh, you know Fire Emblem works. They're constantly adding new maps and characters and stuff like they're just yeah, updating that platform pretty regularly. So I think um seeing the success of Fire Emblem and how it made, you know, it seems like a lot more money than Fire or than Mario Run did with that $10 price tag. I'm guessing mm-hmm. Nintendo's probably going to go the free-to-play route for their next couple games um, again. So I think we'll that, would, I that think would make sense. Animal Crossing makes sense as a free-to-play route where you're like, everyone has theorized about that a lot with microtransactions and all that stuff. Do you want to buy the matching dresser for a microtransaction? <laughs> yes, you do. Exactly. <laughs> um, but Nintendo, like even after Mario came out and didn't do as well and was... Nintendo was still pretty adamant, like, we're glad we would continue to price it this way because it's the model that we believe and we want to support. So I'm interested to see with kind of their second biggest IP in Zelda if they do a similar thing, but maybe price it a little You're cheaper right. or something they'll, like that. They'll $5. probably give us a Zelda tax still. Anything <laughs> anything Zelda-related from Nintendo has to cost extra. Look at those Breath of the Wild amiibo. I mean, seriously. That's true. That's true. 
It's like that that little bokoblin is a very simple amiibo design, but I think it costs like sixteen dollars. Sixteen dollars. And like the new like Pikmin amiibo has like six different little Pikmin guys, and they're all really cute. And it's a really really awesome design. That's that's normal price for some reason. Like bokoblin <laughs> apparently just because it's Zelda it costs more. But Nintendo probably could charge even more because I still can't find them anywhere. <laughs> probably yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, there's actually there's uh, some people who because they can't find them, they're making their own. Yeah, I hear that. There's a lot of like modders who are just making the cards now, reprogramming NFC chips, which you know is is interesting. But uh, probably I, really I will... not legal. <laughs> probably probably not a good no. idea, but, especially uh, not if you're trying to sell it. Or you're messing yeah, with no. Nintendo's ninjas and lawyers that they have. They they protect Shh. themselves pretty well. They'll kill you. <laughs> they do. They'll get Anyways, you. moving on. We're going to start our talk about sports games. This is our main segment for today's show. Um, All three of us, personally, just are big sports fans in general. Like, I know all of us, we've played lots of different sports, you know, basketball to ultimate frisbee, you know, pretty much anything. Um, So all of us grew up playing sports games. Sports video games have been around pretty much since the beginning. Um, I'd say... Sports games are still huge today. Like, Nathan, I think you were just telling mm-hmm. me, like, every single year, 2K sells, like, a guarantee. It sells, like, 8 to 10 million every year. Yeah, and that's, yes. like, a guarantee. And FIFA, I'm pretty sure, is even bigger. Yeah, FIFA is the biggest sports game in the world because of soccer. It's the biggest sport in the world, yeah, obviously. Yeah, and, and there'll be people who just pour all this money into these big sports franchises. What I don't like about today is we don't see as many different sports games. You kind of, you know, you have your FIFA, Madden, and 2K. Aside from those three big ones, you don't have a lot of variation in those sports or other things in general. Luckily, we have gotten a few great things, like Rocket League is kind of a sports game, and that's come out Mm -hmm. recently. But um, Uh, NBA Playgrounds just came out, which is also kind of like, I I think that's the first like really big arcade-type spin-off basketball game that we've had in years it has been one yeah the first besides one for nba a while, jam for sure yeah um but even nba jam you know we haven't seen that since i want to say like 2010 or 11 yeah. or something like that so yeah, something like that. um but anyway speaking of nba jam we're going to start off uh with basketball we're going to go through all well not all the sports there's you know infinite amount number of sports out there yeah we, but we're, we're going to go through a, a couple of the biggest ones yeah the biggest categories for each major sport um and just let you know what are our personal favorite games for each one of these sports? For me, NBA Jam On Fire Edition um, is my favorite. Originally, they they kind of did a remake of NBA Jam. It came out in the Wii. I played it a lot um, with a good friend of the, sh- friend of the show, JB. And um, they kind of remade it a few years later, added HD visuals, um, better um, online play, new, new levels, um, just made it a better o- overall package. And I played the heck out of that game when I was in college. I'm sure Nathan, Rob, you guys remember me playing it a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, that game actually became one of my family's most played and most competitive games because I have three brothers. We all love NBA Jam. Like we played sports games all growing up. And that summer, I believe it was summer of like 2011 or 12, uh, the four of us we split into two on two teams. And we would play, like, best-of-seven game series, like, almost every day that summer. We would just keep yeah. going back at it and playing. And, like, the skill cap was so high that we were able to just keep going back and just change our strategies. And it was just a really fun, high level of play mm-hmm. that relied on our skill but also had this fun, lucky, and, so, like, arcade like, what are one too. or two reasons, like, why you really like like that game? Like, is it because it's kind of over the top is it because it's really silly is it because you like you said it has deep level of skill well i i do like 
the like overall aesthetic like you know it's got the the cheesy announcer giving the boom shakalaka and all that and it does have the nostalgia of playing you know the original super nintendo one that i grew up on um but i really liked they updated it as a platform so every year they would put in you know the new rookies who would go in and they added in um i think there's like over 30 different bonus teams you could play there was online play which was really fun which i i never really played i haven't really played a lot of sports games online before so that was cool um, and then I think just the main thing was it was really rewarding, quick, fun gameplay. So you could play a whole game in like five or ten minutes. It wasn't like playing like maybe a game in Madden or something or FIFA where you know it takes half hour uh, plus to, to finish a game. So you could do really quick sessions and it had that really high like skill level where it was accessible for anyone. But if you're playing with like top <laughs> top tier players who have put a lot of a time in it, it's actually a really really competitive game. So. Cool. Mm. Sweet. It was awesome. And I'm guessing I know what your, your two guys' choices yes. are. <laughs> well, if you listen to the show at all, you know I'm a really big uh, NBA 2K fan. And uh, so for my favorite basketball game of all time, I went with actually NBA 2K11 because up until that, that point, um, kind of NBA Live and NBA 2K had been pretty comparable, kind of back and forth, depending on which game was better each year. And then with uh, NBA 2K11, um, the developer really stepped it up. The just the way it controlled it felt a lot more like a real life game um and they've been refining that from now on but it was a really big kind of just change in the way the game played yeah it was a really big jump that year and then the best part about it is they had uh michael jordan was the cover athlete of it oh i remember that yeah so they had like this mode where you could basically play through big games of michael jordan's career and stuff like that which was a lot of fun and then once you completed that you could get michael jordan as a rookie and put him on like any team you want and have him start as a rookie with whatever franchise you want and go through and play like a whole franchise. That's really cool. I didn't didn't know you could do that. Yeah. It was an awesome feature of the game. Like, Mm -hmm. and they haven't really brought it back with any of the other ones, which is kind of sad. Yeah. And you, you think about MJ too, being like, you know, one of the biggest sports icons of all time. For the most part, he wasn't in a lot of video games. Like, sure, there was Jordan vs. Bird. No, because um, his licensing was separate from other NBA players because he was, you know, so popular. Yeah, exactly. So it you costs know, a lot to get him in a game. It makes game. sense. I understand why it happened. But, like, other than just a few select games, I think NBA Live t- 2001 had him in it. Like, you could do a one-on-one Michael Jordan mode, but you couldn't, like, play as him or anything. Was but, he, like, on the Wizards or something? No, it was just like a, it was oh, like okay. a special like oh, one like on a special one. Mode. Okay. The only person you could be moved was Allen Iverson because he was so quick. Of course, um, but it's just cool that that was a rare time where finally we get to be Michael Jordan in a video mm-hmm. game, but yeah. then you actually get to go through his career. Yeah, I thought they, that was it was really, a really, really cool smart. mode yeah. that was a lot of fun to play through. Awesome. So. Yeah, Rob. Um, I actually I was thinking about which one I wanted to do, and I was. I was bouncing back and forth between NBA Jam and NBA 2K, and I decided to go with 2K because I knew you would talk a lot about NBA Jam, Jeff. I could talk all day about NBA Jam. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, it's such a great game. It's a classic game. It's so great. I even have it on my phone. So (laughs) um, NBA 2K17 is one I'm going to go with, mostly because it wasn't necessarily groundbreaking, but what I felt like after playing, I started playing NBA 2K13, I think was the first one I played, and I played 13, 14, uh, 15, and I played 17 
And I felt like out of all the ones I played, 17 had the best controls. It handled the best. It felt like the story was not ridiculously stupid. Oh, it gosh. felt like I tried playing were... the story in 16. It was awful. Yeah, so that's good to hear. Oh, yeah, I remember playing the, I, I, I started playing the 16 one, and I thought it was really dumb. <laughs> but, like, it was, it was not cheesy or as cheesy. And there were some some added game modes that were a little bit fun. And it, overall, like I think the biggest one for me is just that it felt more smooth. Like the controls were a lot easier. I felt like I did a lot, I could play it a little easier than some of the other NBA so 2Ks. It felt a little I felt like more accessible for someone yeah. maybe. Yeah, it's a little bit more accessible, and it felt like I actually could get good at it. I felt oh. like some of the other NBA 2K games I struggled a little bit with, and Nathan can attest to this. I've beaten him twice in all the time we played. <laughs> in all the times we played. Together. Um, and that's been quite well, a lot. I, I think so. that's something in video games in general, sure, but especially in sports games, you really want to feel like you are kind of like this awesome, super-powered yeah. athlete who's doing these awesome moves. So, like, that's one reason I loved NBA Jam so much is because, you know, you go and you do a cross-up move, you know, nail a three-pointer, get on fire, do the crazy dunks, and, you know, I'm sure it's the same thing with 2K. Like, when you feel like you the controls aren't a barrier at all and you're nailing your shots and making really awesome moves. You feel really good. So, yeah. And I think the thing that you're talking about a little bit with 2k 17, but, um, the 2k series has gotten better at is a lot of people like, you don't like it because it's a simulation game, but it is able to be played more as kind of an arcade, arcade game, (laughs) um, where you can kind of just run up and down the floor and like, um, drive and shoot threes and stuff like that, and you don't have to necessarily mm-hmm. like get super in depth and try and run like smart plays and do yeah, all you the don't have to think your strategy. You just can That's good. you can just up your stats a little bit and then just drain threes all day <laughs> from yeah, the half court like line. Game. Cool. All right. Well, our next sport we're going to talk about is America's favorite pastime, baseball. Um, I'll go ahead and start us off here. I'm going to say Mario Superstar Sluggers for the Nintendo GameCube. Um, I believe it was, I don't know if it was the first Mario sports game on the GameCube. The original Mario soccer game may have been first, but uh, it was one of my favorites because it actually had a campaign mode, which most of the Mario sports games haven't really had outside of a few exceptions. And so that was really cool at the time. You kind of went around the world map, which was like a classic Wario, or Mario game map, and you would unlock basically different characters and you would recruit new characters and play in different tournaments Mm -hmm. and i actually had a lot of fun unlocking and progressing that mode and then the 1v1 multiplayer was also a blast there were some four player mini games to mess around with and the thing i loved about that game is it really kind of almost like smash bros really kind of took all the different fun things about the mario kingdom and the characters and just kind of threw them all in there and didn't really care about if it made sense or not it just put it in there so like (laughs) you'll play a game and there's giant like question blocks up in the air that the ball will like bounce off of and items will pop out and like donkey kong can Mm -hmm. climb the wall and like steal home runs and stuff like that and the, the opening was like this really cool at the time like cg cutscene of all the mario characters playing baseball and i had this cheesy japanese choir singing let's play a baseball game <laughs> it, it was hilarious like i loved it but it's like uh, very mario very nintendo yeah, very mario but yeah. it was also very competitive I, i've had lots of good competitive matches with it and uh like it was just really fun because you get a, all these weird characters in there too like pd piranha and like magic koopa and like what, what's his name? Toadsworth, a little old brown wrinkly toad. Yeah. So like, well, <laughs> and the GameCube was the time when they made like 
so many different Mario sports and Mario yeah. sports games and, and stuff they had like all that. All these yeah. different characters in games. You know, Sunshine was still new, so they had the Payantas and Nokis in that game and stuff. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had a, had a lot of fun with that game, and I had great music too. I had this great like organ, like arcadey music on the menu. But yeah. that's um, awesome. I've played that game a couple times, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, I usually get my butt kicked because if I'm playing it with you, but it's <laughs> easy to jump into, and yeah. like you said, has some cool different ways of play abilities and yeah abilities. and it has, it's got that arcadey like power-up system where yeah. like everyone you know bowser will do like a bullet bill fireball and mario has a, his red fireball and bowser has like a bowser cane and stuff like that so uh, what, what's yours nice. nathan uh so mine is backyard baseball that i got <laughs> in a cereal box when i was like seven years old or something like that <laughs> freebie <laughs> yeah it was a freebie got it i remember i like begged my mom to buy the cereal box because it had <laughs> Uh, like a computer backyard. Mom, I really game. need I was this. Like, this looks checks. awesome. <laughs> Mom was like, "Fine." She was like, "She made me pay like the extra like dollar to it was more than like whatever the <laughs> normal series she would have bought." So I was like, "Okay." It sounds so much like your mother. <laughs> yeah, so it's hilarious. But um, this was the one that like it didn't have any licensed baseball players in it. So early. I think it was like the first one they ever made. So just, yeah, like, yeah, you know, the neighborhood kids and stuff like that. But it was a ton of fun. Just. Uh, I played it on CD, so you just click to basically hit the ball and pitch and move your characters around the bases and stuff like that. But I had a lot of fun playing it, and I would play it like you could do one-on-one using keyboard and mouse against, like... So I played against, like, my siblings and my friends and stuff like that. So it's a really, really fun game. And if they made another one today, I would probably (laughs) be tempted to pick it up. Well, yeah, I mean, as simple as those games were... They had a really good, like, character design and, like, simple, like, art aesthetic. Yeah, they like, had a really nice It almost kind of looked like a Charlie Brown comic. Yeah. Like, the characters, yeah. you know, looked very simple with the big round heads. And, you know, they all had their own different personalities and stuff like that. So Yeah, and it was a great kids game because, you know, it's really easy. But as a kid, like, you start winning and you're doing really well. It's like, yes, I'm awesome. <laughs> like, exactly. my goal every year was, like, not lose at all. So, yeah, it's fun. I mean, all those backyard games are pretty fun. But, yeah, I think baseball is probably my favorite, so. Awesome. Rob? I would agree with Nathan. I really liked the backyard baseball game. That was probably the only backyard game that I actually played. And I didn't play a lot of it, but I did really like it. But I'm actually going to go with another one because I remember going over to a bunch of friends' houses and playing this one, Baseball Stars for the NES. Um, Nice. It's so old, and it was so simplistic, but it was so much fun. I remember just... You just would get into it, you know, and you're playing on the NES and you're playing with against your friends, you're like twelve years old or you know, younger and you're just sitting here I mean, I just remember hours and hours of playing that game and it not being complicated and I don't like baseball that much, so that's like really one of the only baseball games I ever kind of got into. Um and I don't know why I, I played well, it. I know the NES especially like Japan loved baseball. And so, like, yeah. they made so many NES baseball games. Like, there was, like, three or four RBI baseball games. There was, I think, three different bases-loaded games. You know, mm-hmm. Baseball Stars. There was Nintendo brand baseball. Like, there was tons of baseball games, which was crazy. And that was almost kind of like yeah. the first annualized sports video game franchise. Like, um, like I, I think Bases Loaded was almost the exact same game from, like, two to three. They just changed a few of, like, the roster people. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah, so yeah, baseball actually had a pretty big early start in video games, but yeah, and that was a, that was kind of the golden era for baseball, and then backyard baseball era, and then I really enjoyed have... that. 
Yeah, the, the backyard baseball era. Another, I just want to get a quick shout out to Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. Oh gosh, oh More yeah, sixty four. Like Ken Griffey Jr. Like I loved him in real life, and then I loved him even more because I'm like, he's like a Nintendo character now. Like he's <laughs> up there with like Mario and like all the other like N sixty four games. And so um, that game was a lot of fun. I had a, a home run derby mode, and being a big like baseball fan and loving baseball stadiums. They remade, you know, all the actual stadiums in 3D. And so you could just go and into like a free camera mode and explore all the stadiums. And so I, I learned all about what all the stadiums looked like when I was a kid. So I would just explore them in Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. So it's funny. Um, that was nice. Yeah, I'm a baseball nerd. I don't care. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, football. Favorite football game of all time. I'm going to have to go with Tecmo Bowl, which is also one of the earliest football games. So the original mm-hmm. NES. Um, this was probably my dad's favorite, one of his favorite games all all time growing up. He he was one who kind of got me into sports games and why I played so many growing up because he had this big collection of NES sport games. Um, but Tecmo Bowl had great music. There was only like two or three songs, but it was super catchy. It was really simple to play. You only had like four different plays in the original. Um, most of the teams had two pass plays and two runs. And um, defense, once the play started, you couldn't switch characters. And so you had to like plan your one character's route very carefully like would you go for a sack or would you cover someone uh, deep and hope they don't run it and uh it was just it was just a lot a lot of fun like i my brother scott is loves this game so much that he will play it with me every single time he comes over or every time i go home and see him he'll say oh did you bring you know the, the nes classic or the wii u so we can hook up tech mobile in the virtual console <laughs> like we'll just play games over and over <laughs> again and uh it's it's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy that game. So. That's awesome. Very nice. It's a fun game. Uh, for me, I had a really hard time choosing because um, I really like Madden. Like I still play Madden to this day. Um, but especially when I was younger, I played it a ton. Um, I had one friend who me and him just would play back and forth. So I went kind of with two. I went with Madden 2005, which was the one with Ray Lewis on the cover. And they did a really good job of kind of making it kind of fun to play defense they added like the hit stick and um that was a lot of fun and so i just have really fond memories of kind of playing that with one of my best friends and going back and forth um we had a big rivalry and then the other one is uh backyard football which was the like i think it was the 90s edition with like steve young brett Favre, dan marito oh yeah 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 all the really good qbs john la jerry rice and barry sanders um so that game was a ton of fun because you could pick basically any team you wanted to be, kind of edit. You, your, like, draft the teams. Yeah, right? and you could draft the teams, and it was kind of unfair because you had, like, pick of, like, all your players. So you could pick, like, oh, I'm going to have Jono as my quarterback. I'm going to pick up <laughs> Barry Sanders and Jerry Rice to be my wide receivers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Young always made a good uh, running back because he had four, four footballs on fast. So. <laughs> and you could do the uh, trick run and then throw plays. So. Nice. Yeah, that game was a ton of fun, and you could create, kind of, like, create your own plays, and um, I had one that, like, I could score a touchdown on, like, every single time I ran it. <laughs> yeah, how smart is so, the game? <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. It's great. It's awesome. Oh, you, Rob? Uh, I really loved playing uh, NFL Blitz as a child. I remember just... Dude, that game's still fun today. <laughs> that game is so much fun, and not just, like, you know, there was a Nintendo... The one on the Nintendo 64 that I remember playing a lot, but I also remember playing the arcade version. And yeah. just, you know, going down to the arcade and putting quarters in the old machines, you know, back in the day, back before we could take it home with us. Um, 
and you know playing those type of games and just really loving just beating the other players i didn't even care about the football game itself i don't think i actually really was enjoyed the late hits after every play i just loved like you know body slamming the ref or you know (laughs) like wiping out another player i think the the reason to play nfl blitz wasn't because it was a great football game because it was okay it had you basically you didn't have a lot of options it was like long ball run well, I think and, the worst the worst part about NFL Blitz, and I I love that game. You know, I think they made one for GameCube. I think it was twenty twenty. The one with the Raiders guy on there. Yeah, right? the Raiders guy. Yeah, that, yeah. That one was a blast. And uh, um, I the, my least favorite thing about Blitz's gameplay was it would always like artificially keep the game as close as possible because I think it was originally started as an arcade game, <laughs> and so yeah. like you would get up two or three touchdowns on someone, and then like the next play time you get the ball you just get tackled and oh fumble and they would like instantly score and they would like really try to keep the game close i felt like almost like a blue shell in mario kart oh, like, oh come on That's evil. right yeah i do remember that i remember losing a lot because of stuff like that but i didn't but care again, i just game. wanted to, i just wanted to hit people as hard as i could so, in that game that was the so best part you were the reason that the remake they made the new one they made like 2010 or 2011 or something like that failed because they disabled like hitting and late hits after the ball and all that stuff because yeah, they said it was much. hurtful was to the NFL. Bad, that was such a bad decision. <laughs> no yes. one, no yeah. one cares about blitz if you don't have that. Yep. Yeah, yep. pretty much. Cool. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say let's do um, hockey next. Um, for me, it's also from the Midway team. NHL Hits 2002 is my favorite. Um, that one was a ton of fun, not just gameplay wise, but I think it was um, three on three hockey, which I know mm-hmm. a lot of hockey's games have done, you know, three on three or four on four before. Um, it was really fun because you could actually knock the other hockey player or hockey team's players through the glass if you checked them at the glass. <laughs> so they would fall through. And then the announcers were like the worst announcers in the world, but they were like the super cheesy, like blitz guys who did like NBA jam and stuff. Oh, so I yeah. one of the jokes was like, knock, knock, who's there? A big painful body check. <laughs> it just was like super cringy, but like just so over the top that you just kind of laughed at it. So that's awesome. Um, that was really fun. And it had a really cool customization too, where you could unlock like, zombie characters and like aliens and pharaohs and snowmen and just all these really <laughs> bizarre characters and then you would like could go through like a career mode and like level up your characters and at every game that you would win to try to win the stanley cup and it had like really cheesy like late 90s like smash mouth like music and stuff like that <laughs> so, it like t- totally like represents i think that that era in culture and gaming really well which is cool. kind of funny but yeah it was a fun game so to make a good sports game or a sports game that Jeff will like, just put really random characters <laughs> oh, no. that don't belong in there, and he'll love it. I I, I have said it like, once said it before. Freddy Krueger on hockey arcade sports game over any 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 sim games any day. So. Nice. I uh, I was thinking about this question. I don't think I've ever played like a single hockey game on any video. Like I told Jeff, I think I played an NHL hits like one time with him and that was the extent of my hockey experience with video yeah. games wow well you're you're from montana you're so close to canada how do you not play any hockey games i had a bunch of friends who like played hockey in real life and were really into it but i was always really bad at skating and i 
kind of stopped after a while, so I don't know. I just didn't care. <laughs> I was just so obsessed with football that nothing yeah. else could kind of take fine. that away. Rob, did you play any hockey games? Yeah, I actually um, I played a little bit of NHL hits, but I also played only one other hockey game on the 64, NHL 99. And I, uh, I just remember playing this one a lot against my brothers, and I would always really frustrate them because I would always beat them, and I would always body check them into the boards and stuff and just be like, They'd be skating along. I'd just body check them. They're like, no, you can't do that. You need to let me have a chance. I'm like, nope. Of course you can. <laughs> so, that's all I remember. I mean, nice. I like Nathan. I was more into basketball and football than I was into uh, hockey. Yeah. Great. Well, um, we couldn't really think of a lot of boxing games that we could talk about. I mean, there's Wii Sports Boxing. I remember I played Fight Night Round 3 a lot because it was like one of the best 360 launch games. And it looked like... I thought graphics couldn't get any better than that when I first played it. Of course. <laughs> but uh, I, I did think it was worth mentioning Punch-Out! Um, because that was such an iconic video game, and it still is today. Like, people are still making, like, Mike Tyson, like, references, you know, mm-hmm. based off of his appearance in Punch-Out! And that was kind of, like, the first really big, like, you know, real-life or licensed, I guess, character in a video game. You know, Mike Tyson wasn't just the big final impossible boss that, you know, point zero five percent of punch out players actually defeated he was also a real life you know celebrity who was you know one of the biggest you know sports icons in the world at the time and ever since then you know we've gotten sports games that have had you know those real licensed characters and have been really successful with that i mean you look at you know games like 2k and madden you know they base so much of their success and their branding off of the cover athlete and so that was kind of the the first big video game to really do that and pull it off really well and what i like about punch out it wasn't really a fighting game or a boxing game it was really more of like a puzzle game that had to do with the timing and figuring out patterns and so it's still a really really um good gameplay game and or gameplay wise like it's really 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 deep and i really enjoyed the giant sprites because NES games didn't have those massive character models for yep. the most part, and so seeing these massive yeah. boxers was really cool. And I, I have really good memories of watching my dad beat Tyson when I was a kid. And so um, that game's always gonna, I think, hold a spe- special place in my heart. But uh, if you've never played Punch Out, definitely, definitely try it out. I think it's one of those yeah, um, yeah, the games, games like that every gameplay gamer holds needs up to try. really, really well. Like I never played it until I think it came out on the Wii U Virtual Console for like twenty nine cents or something like that. Nice. And I got it and had Great never deal. played it before, and it was a lot of fun. Like you said, the sprites look cool. Like it didn't look absolutely horrible like a lot of other NES games and stuff like that. And Mario's the ref, so yeah. So <laughs> Great cameo mm-hmm. appearance. Yeah, and like you said, the gameplay is kind of deep and it's all about predicting patterns. Yeah. yeah. So th- thought that one was worth mentioning. Um, I know we don't have a ton more time here left. What? Maybe we got time for one more sport. Which one do you guys want to do? Probably should talk about soccer. I think that's probably one of the more important sports soccer? in the world. No. The, the only soccer game I've played other than dabbling in a few FIFA games is Mario Strikers Charge for the Wii. I was so hyped for this game because I worked at summer camp all summer. And it came out that summer, so like as soon as I knew I was done working at summer camp, I could go home and I'd get Mario Strikers Charge and play it. And I was actually at my cousin's house. And so we picked it up and we spent that whole weekend just playing Mario Strikers and it was I think the first online Wii game really and so I was really excited to play a Nintendo console game online for the very first time and so I played it online a lot it, it had you know really really fun arcadey gameplay with weird power-ups and super moves mm-hmm. um, I would always beat my brother in a technicality because he was probably better skill wise 
but he was terrible with the motion controls of the Wii because if you like launched a special shot as like Luigi or one of the main characters, it would basically shoot like five or six soccer balls and you had to block it by pointing the pointer at the screen and clicking them before the balls got past you. And he wouldn't be able to do that. So I would score like four goals, you know, like 30 seconds left off of one super shot and I would beat him and he'd be super frustrated. So <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun, but I actually got, got pretty deep into that game. I think I hit like top, top five in the leaderboards for one of the weeks I remember. So th- wow, there, there's my a, lame claim to sports, sports fame right there. That is a big accomplishment. <laughs> so. um, for soccer, I just, I, on the notes, I put FIFA question mark because I couldn't actually remember which FIFA it was. All I know is it was one of the original four or five FIFAs, one of those ones, because I played it at my grandma's house. She only had like eight computer games at her house, and it was like a Windows 98 operating system. And I remember playing the this FIFA game that we had, and I remember it was... We could You could do local multiplayer by just kind of each of you d- using different parts of the keyboard. And okay. so we would have three of us or, or two of us split the keyboard to try and play against each other. And I just remember that creating some really great, you know, competition between our cousins and brothers. And just like we would always be yelling at each other and trying to break the computer because we were always <laughs> basically just it, getting. Every sports game you play with your brothers is like that. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter what family you're from. If you're playing a sport game with your brothers, that's going to happen. So. Yep. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> But that, so. that's awesome. Um, I also do, do want to give a quick mention. Anthony down in the comments, he mentioned NFL or not NFL, uh, NBA Street, which that was another game that I loved. It was you know it's very similar kind of the to NBA Jam, and it was really fun because it had those ridiculous street moves and the terrible street commentators. And the second one was awesome because it actually. On the GameCube version, they put Mario and Luigi and Peach in the game. So like, oh really? I think I oh, yeah, that I remember that. Time. Yeah, you could like straight up like throw an alley oop from LeBron to Mario, <laughs> and it looks super weird because you know Mario characters don't look realistic next to realistic human models, and so it, it was. But the, yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out. Those games are super fun. Um, it had a really fun game breaker mechanic, um, but. Um, sadly, we don't have any more NBA Street or NBA Jam games coming out, but we do have NBA Playgrounds, and that's what I've been playing this week. Um, I I won't talk a ton about it, um, but basically I really enjoyed it for the most part. It's not a great game. I'm not going to say it's a great game, but I have been having fun with it. Um, I've put maybe six six hours in or so. Um, I'm playing it on the Switch, which doesn't have online play yet. The handheld mode looks a little blurry. So I, I think it is a game that was rushed a little bit, and the developer is promising a lot of patches, but... It's been out for a week, and there hasn't really been any patches yet, so I don't really know how how frequent those are going to be. But for the most part, I'm having fun. Um, the only thing I don't really like is the shot timing is kind of weird. Like, you'll go and do, like, a layup, and you'll miss it half the time just because you well, didn't release the button at the right time, which feels really lame in a basketball game. They, they kind of tried to make it, like, cater to everyone. Like, they wanted to make it arcadey and easy to pick up and play, but they also wanted to give it a level of depth, and so... The shot timing is kind of based on when you release the button is based on whether you'll make the shot or not. Which, for like jump shots and stuff like that, makes sense. It's easy to tell, like, oh, I should reach it now because I'm at the top of my jump. But for layups, it's a lot harder to tell. Yeah, like it's way and easier to just pull up and shoot a three most than sports it games, is to dunk even it. like sim games and stuff like that. Layups are easier to make than shots. But in this game, like we played a lot of local, 
I found it was a lot easier to just go back to the three-point line and shoot threes, and I would get perf- like perfect shots, and I it, couldn't make What he means layup. by that is just screaming over and over why his player, why can't you make a layup? Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, but the, the perfect shot mechanic is pretty cool because if you do get a perfect shot, which it's impossible and it's, you know, it's really hard to do, but when you do, you get an extra point. And Nathan actually hit a perfect three-pointer to give him four points at like the buzzer to send our game into overtime. He came back and beat me, and it was, it was a really awesome That was comeback, like so. the best moment of that game. It was That's really awesome. Fun. Yeah, but, um, and it is fun because there's a pretty big roster of characters. Like there's a lot of younger guys, plus there's a lot of really cool veterans like you know, Wilt Chamberlain and you know, Allen Iverson, stuff like that, so. Um, that's been fun. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, I finished it this week. And I know I talked about it last week. I'm still going to say that I think it's the best PS4 exclusive game um, on the platform. The music was really, really good. I enjoyed listening to that while I was playing it on the headphones. The combat is still what made the game so fun. There's so many different types of monsters to fight. Um, the ending wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. But for the most part, the story really gripped me all the way to the end of the game. I really enjoyed the narrative, which for the most time, a lot of the times doesn't really happen with me. Games. I'm usually not a big story guy. I'm just mostly focusing on the gameplay. But the, the main story stuff was great. They t- tell the story kind of mostly through um, holograms that you find. And, you know, the holograms around you kind of reenact a scene that has happened in a room. And you slowly kind of piece together the story. So um, I really enjoyed the direction that it took, even though the last, last boss fight wasn't as as cool as I'd hope, but um, yeah, mm. it's a fantastic game. Definitely check it out if you haven't played it yet. It's it's definitely a must play for the PS4. Sweet, it's on my list. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for that price drop. Um, well, I think if it just would have launched at a different time of the year, people would, I w- would have totally gotten bought it, it if it yeah. hadn't come out right before Zelda. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was its problem. I was but, holding uh, out for Mass Effect, so I was kind of I didn't yeah, have money yeah. to throw it out away. I know I I was in the point you know a year ago was i was really excited for mass effect and horizon zero dawn but since they both came out that same month as zelda like i didn't really pick up either at launch so um but anyways last but not least i finally played ukulele um the game i backed on kickstarter over two years ago i finally just gave in rented it on my ps4 because i just was dying to play it and uh i did a stream last night i know anthony or not anthony us uh, Steven jumped in, uh, Vaughn Hunter and Nathan Rob, you guys stopped in the stream and um, mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. I really, really am liking it so far. Um, really only complaint is while I do kind of enjoy that they kind of segmented the worlds where you can grow them and you learn moves in you know separate worlds. Um, you'll also you'll still get to points in the world where you're like, oh, I'm going over here and then oh, like a gate shuts or something like oh, Obviously, I need to have some type of invisibility power, which I can't have yet. So I'm going to have to backtrack all the way to the spot later on in the game to then do it, um, which, you know, I feel like that was in the original games for the most part. But um, I don't know. I'd almost rather have a whole world based around just one set of skills where you could kind of 100% the world then go on to the next one rather than having to jump back and forth between the three or four worlds. So, um, Which is weird yeah. because they did that in banjo and kazooie like you had to backtrack a little bit for certain spots in certain places but now that we've kind of gotten used to the 100 percent completionist mode it's a little bit more challenging like you know you play like mario super mario or something like that and you want to finish it and you finish it 100 percent before you go back or mm-hmm. on to the next level so yeah well and i think just since the worlds are actually pretty big in ukulele um yeah they there is a little bit less room to to just you know make it a little bit more linear and with just one skill set they wanted to expand them a little bit more um but 
I will say, Rob, I do enjoy the writing, not to the overall story and narrative, but I do love the cheeky humor that is in this game. Like I've laughed at. Oh like, yeah. Multiple times. Like I really I enjoyed it. They've put a lot of like references it, to it being like a Kickstarter game, uh, which is really funny. Then like running out of budgets for like certain characters and stuff like that. <laughs> and they even, they've put in multiple Banjo Kazooie references. Like I just met this Canon character who's talking to me and he's like, my name's Blastui, and he has this little like red bird that looks like Kazooie, like up on his back, and so <laughs> it's just just really cool. I've, I've really enjoyed that aspect, and the platforming is really fun, and you know it's pretty much everything I'd hoped for for the most part. So um, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Sweet. It's good to hear. What about you guys? Someone. Um, we have dead air. Here. So <laughs> I basically I have basically played a lot of the same games. Um, Aspect Andromeda. I didn't have a lot of time. I played a little bit of Burnham again, and then um, I did last week. I did beat one of the campaigns on Blades of Exile, one of my old indie games. And then earlier today, I actually got a chance. I was thinking about the sports episode, and I wanted to see if this was even a fun game. I bought the first tier of the humble bundle like last week or the week before where it had uh, Deadly Tower monsters and Super Mega Baseball Extra Endings, and they bleed or something like that. It was just sort of like Super Meat, Bro, uh, Meat Boy. And I played Super Mega Baseball Extra Endings today. Um, I was actually kind of interested in that game. And overall, it was... The baseball game itself is pretty good. The, the characters are all... It kind of has that backyard baseball feel to it. Um... The players are all pretty ridiculous. Like one guy was named like Nacho something. <laughs> yeah, and they have like giant heads and stuff, right? They have giant heads and all, and there's guys and girls on your team. So it, it very it feels very similar to the backyard baseball type gameplay. Nice, but okay. the controls were a little challenging. Um, at first, I was doing it with the mouse and keyboard, which you totally can. And as I was doing it with the mouse and keyboard, I just felt like it was really sluggish and hard to do. So I grabbed my Xbox controller and started using it. And that was a little better, but it still was a really challenging game. I was starting to get a little better by the time I, I stopped. I played for maybe 30 minutes, but by the time I ended, I actually was doing a little better with the controller, but it was still pretty hard to play. So I think I'll go back to it a little bit just to kind of try and play it a little bit more and just see if I can get into it. But other than that, I don't know if it's something I'm going to... It's not going to be an all-time favorite sports so game. So it's not like easy to jump in and just get started and play and have. Yeah, fun. it takes a little bit to kind of get used to the controls. It doesn't have a whole lot of like none of the teams are teams you've ever seen before. So you have to kind of play all the teams to see if there's gotcha. like a team that you like. You can't real. You could custom your own team, but you have to kind of know what team you want already and how the gameplay is. And well, and I think with games like that too, you know, it, they're usually. 100% more fun when you're playing with another person locally. Like, you know, <laughs> like we grew yeah, up Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Same thing with NBA Playgrounds. Like, you know, I, I've had a ton more fun playing it with Nathan than I have just playing it by myself. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. looked like on Super Mega Baseball, you could actually play with up to three of your friends. Because it had spots for, three, you know, two of you to play on each team. So four players could play it um, theoretically online through Steam or locally. I don't know. So... Cool. Very nice. All right. Well, I got to give out give a shout out to uh, PlayStation Plus this month because the two games that I have been playing a lot this last week um, are both PlayStation Plus games. Never thought I'd hear you say that. <laughs> uh, the first one is Tales from the Borderlands, um, the Telltale game. Yes. Um, 
Jeff, I know you have been kind of talking about this game for a long time, really enjoyed it. So yeah, downloaded it, jumped in, got about, I think I'm like halfway through the first episode. I didn't finish okay. it yet, but um, take the, your time, enjoy it. The game, like, it just kind of hooked me. Like the story kind of just is like, oh, I want to see what's happening right off the bat. Um, and so I like kind of the, it's really well acted. Like you said, Troy B- Baker. Troy Baker, um, so good. Whatever his name is, the voice actor for Kronk. Patrick is, Warburton. Yes, exactly. <laughs> He's the villain, which is just fantastic. That's um, awesome. And the characters are really cleverly written. And I haven't, I've played, I played Walking Dead season one, and I think that's the only Telltale game I've really ever oh, wow. played most of the way through. So Telltale is great games. Yeah, this is definitely a top tier Telltale game. Out of all the games they've made, this is definitely up there with you know some of their best ones like Walking Dead season one and two and. Uh, uh, Wolf Among Us. This is an amazing game. I, like I said, this game made me care about the Borderlands word. I, did, I didn't care about those games or the characters or the lore. This game really got me into all of that just because it was so well done. It was so fun and like it's yeah. genuinely really, really funny. Like this is, I think, the last great Telltale game that's been made. So cool. Wait, so Nathan, have you actually played either of the Borderlands games? Uh, so I have the Borderlands Collection, I think it is, on PS4. Handsome Collection. Handsome Collection, yeah, that's it. So I, I, I think played, we played oh, two okay. I played Borderlands 2 a little bit, um, multiplayer with Jeff and a couple other friends. Um, and I played Borderlands 1 a little bit on PS3. Um, and it was, like, it was fun, it was entertaining, but I didn't, I don't really like the series. Like, I've never played any of the games all the way through or haven't played probably more than like six hours total of that so series. you've messed around enough yeah but so i've messed never around really got hooked haven't gotten hooked into it so but so far like except for handsome jack i don't really recognize any of the characters or anything like that which i don't know if later on you kind of meet other characters but it's really interesting <laughs> so awesome uh the other game that i played was abzu and i actually was i started playing this game last night i was kind of like just wanted to chill out and i had heard this game was pretty good so i jumped in this game is so awesome like seriously yeah it's really really fun so i'm like an underwater swimming yeah game it's an something? underwater swimming game i thought it was like 2d perspective for some reason but it's actually like full 3d and the art style is just absolutely beautiful like you swim around under the ocean you see all these different fish and plants and stuff like that and you just kind of go it reminds me a little bit of flower like you just kind of go around hmm. and use like a scanner or something like that too well and isn't it one of those games where there's no combat it's it's just purely exploratory it's like yeah, it's, it's just all exploration based it's like a, it's one of those relaxing games like almost like journey or like you oh, said yeah. flower yeah super relaxing like i said it reminds me of flower because you kind of go around these beautiful areas and find uh these little, little, little like electronic things to activate and stuff like that and then those kind of help you move on to the next area um and the other thing I love about this game is it's like it has like a orchestral soundtrack and mm. the soundtrack is really really good. Um, it mm. fits really mm-hmm. well with the theme of the game. Awesome. And then kind of in between these big sections that you explore, you kind of go through like these jet streams. Like I was playing it um, with my wife last night and I was like oh I'm riding the EAC from Finding Nemo because <laughs> it's like really fast and kind of as you go through like there's little power ups and schools of fish that you kind of swim through. Man, that's actually awesome. Points. It's really fun. That is really it's cool. pretty short. Like, I think I played it for like an hour, hour and a half last night. And I think I'm already about halfway through the game or something cool. like that. So it's not too long. Yeah. Fun, but, short, relaxing game. Yeah. That, definitely, if you great. want to chill out, like, jump in. It's really cool. All right. Well, there you have it. PlayStation Plus, thank you. I think feel like your your price price hike 
by ten dollars is been a little more justified every month now. So. Yeah, it's been getting better the last few mm-hmm. months. For yeah, sure. these two games are both you know sound like really awesome games. I I know I put all through Tales and I loved it and highly recommended that for a while. So that mixed with Abzu, definitely check it out. Let us know um, what your favorite sports game is of all time. You can follow us on Twitter at HeyListen underscore Games. We'd love to know what your favorite sports game of all time is. I saw Anthony down the chat. He gave a shout-out to Rocket League, which I think is probably my favorite sports game of this generation. I've loved loved playing that game. And, um, you know, so let us know. What is your favorite sports game? We'd love, love to talk with you about that on Twitter. Until next time, have fun. We leave you with the uh, main theme. I believe it's called Aloy's theme. Aloy's theme. Aloy's theme from uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. So uh, you can enjoy this as we leave you. See ya.